Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday people share real and personal stories. Some are profound and challenging, while others are more common and relatable, shared with honesty and humor. But all of these stories reveal what God can do in our lives when we trust Him with the details. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Kelly, with the Storytellers Live team. On each episode, a different woman shares her story, often in a live setting, with the bottom line being that God is good. Our storyteller today is Jennifer. After giving birth to two healthy children, Jennifer and her husband were shocked and overwhelmed when they delivered their third child and their second daughter and discovered that she had a serious medical condition. Jennifer shares her journey of parenting a child with physical disabilities, all the challenges and the joys that go along with that, and how God has faithfully carried her family and her daughter every step of the way. I am so nervous right now. And um, when I'm nervous, I just like start crying. And then it's like nothing that's even really sad. But um, hopefully I'll just settle down in a second. Um, Because it's, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable and um, let y'all into some raw places. And um, but I love this ministry. I've loved hearing all the different speakers and um, just women share their hearts and um I knew, um, I mean, I had told the Lord if anyone ever asked me to share the story that I would do it. And um, so Robin called. And um, <laughs> I've shared um, a couple times before, um, a few years ago, to some ladies at church. And um, there was a big storm and the power went out. And by the time... Um, it was over. It was pitch dark, and I couldn't see anybody in the room, and so it was awesome because I just was like <laughs> alone. And um, and then I did like a little fifteen minute talk um, at a friend's church in Nashville, and I didn't know anybody there, and so I just did it. Got in my car and drove away, and then I never saw any of those people again. So um, you know, this is a little more, um, I guess, up close and personal. So, um, but. And I'm holding my notes very close because I'll say like 50,000 times if I don't. Um, But God has been so very good to me and his faithfulness is so evident. Um, I just see myself as a storyteller and God is the author. Um, I do try and write my own story a lot to be in control. But after being asked to speak, God showed me a verse from John 7 that says, Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. And it, it was as if God was saying, this is not about you. And I do want to share about God's faithfulness and His promises and how they become so very real to me over the years. So I hope you hear less about me in this story and more about our faithful and loving God. So um, a little background about me. Um, I grew up in a loving Christian home with wonderful parents here in Birmingham. I went to Auburn, and after college, I met Lee, my husband, on a blind date, and um, we dated a couple years, and then... um, Got married, and we were pregnant right after our first anniversary with Lofton. He's almost 12, and um, he was such a sweet, easy baby. So we just decided to go ahead and have another one. And um, so I was three months pregnant at his first birthday. We were so dumb. And (laughs) (laughs) so then came Lucy. Um, She's 10 now. 
and exactly 18 months later. And that's where I'll begin the story. So my faith had really not been tested so greatly um, till I had these children. And um, but God put so many people into my life. Um, just pouring his word into me and his truths to prepare me. And it seems like God's always preparing us for a trial we don't even know, um, that we don't know are coming and how we're going to handle them. So Lucy, who's 10 now, was born quickly, came home, but got very sick at three weeks old and was hospitalized in the ICU with a serious infection that brought us to our knees. And not to go into great detail, but she was... um, so sick when we brought her to the ER she was in shock the doctors were baffled about what was wrong with her she began having seizures kidney problems liver problems (laughs) and her EEG showed brain damage I shouldn't be smiling during this part um after almost two weeks in the ICU at Children's the doctors didn't know what else to do and she wasn't getting any better But the prayers of many were heard, and God healed her. And so many had prayed for her and us, and I had just never been so fearful and uncertain, yet never before had I seen God so clearly. And he showed me this verse in Psalm 107. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of their darkness, their utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and wonderful deeds. And God showed me this verse, and it will be forever what I think of when I look at her and praise him for her life. So I was very shaken and clung to God so much then. It was the first moment in my life my faith was put to test. And at times after Lucy was better and home and doing well and life got back to normal, I almost envied those dark days when I was so close to the Lord, which sounds strange, but there is a depth and a sweetness to those times when we're so weak and dependent only on Jesus. After all, he tells us for when I am weak, he is strong. And I didn't know at the time that God was preparing us for an even bigger trial with our next daughter, Mary Graham. Um, Joy runs deeper than despair. A quote I love by Corey Ten Boom. And there have been many times of despair over the past several years. Maybe you've been there too. But the joy that runs through me is deep and unexplainable. Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete, complete enough, whole and perfect. The joy that can only come from Christ, knowing that he is all we need to look back on the seven last seven years is a hard but beautiful thing. In 2011, I just given birth to our third child, Mary Graham, and at two weeks old, I began to notice her arms and legs were stiff and rigid, and her back was developing a hump on one side. I remember she would keep her arms and legs tucked up all the time, almost like she was still in the womb. And the pediatrician became immediately concerned, and so it began. The fear washed over me again. We were sent to an orthopedist who confirmed that my two-month-old had severe scoliosis. In fact, his words were, I've never seen something like this in a baby so young. And at first when I saw the x-ray, I thought, oh, good, it's just scoliosis and we can just wear a brace and fix this. I mean, I didn't know. Um, I didn't understand the severity of it. She was also born without hip sockets, had torticollis, and most likely had some syndrome or disease that was causing all of this. 
And all of this news came to us in one day. As we sat in the waiting room of the orthopedist's office at the beginning of this, I began to read the verses in Philippians. Be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. A verse I had read many times in times of fear, but that day I kept reading the chapter. And it says, For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. And I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. And that's where I shut my Bible. And I said, no thanks, God. I do not really want to go there. (laughs) I don't want you to teach me what it's like to be content in all circumstances. I don't want to go down this path. I was consumed and so, so afraid for her future. I would begin to grieve for the child that I thought I was going to have. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, I had read. I read a book called "Parting the Waters" about a by a mother who whose son suffered a brain injury, and and she had said, "I wanted my child to grow up healthy and happy, to impress the world and receive praises of men." Um. So we would begin to listen to doctors and nurses and specialists, and I would search the Internet, a good but dangerous place to go. We'd visit doctor after doctor, and I would feel physically sick every time they examined her. (sighs) All right, i got to get a grip here. (laughs) All the specialists would say, she's rare, different, unique. She didn't really fit into one specific category. But I knew she was not rare or different to God. She was created exactly the way he wanted her to be. And I had had a sign painted for her room when I was pregnant um, by Sarah Ellen. Isn't she speaking next week? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that until after I'd written this part. Um, Before we knew anything, and I chose the verse from Psalm 139, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. And this hung above her changing table, and I just knew... It was God speaking to me. Every time I read it, she is wonderfully and fearfully made. She's not a mistake. There is purpose in her being knitted together the way she is. And I knew in my heart that his plan is best and it is good. It may not be but I want what I want, but I will walk that path, even if I don't like it some days. And God would show us blessing after blessing, and his grace was so magnified throughout the whole journey. And so the first three years of Mary Graham's life were extremely difficult. There were some very dark days. I was clinging hard every second. I couldn't fix my child. I had no control. I started a blog to keep friends updated and a place where I could just write and process everything and just be able to look back and see what God was doing. We would learn that her scoliosis was progressing quickly. It was 40 degrees at six months and 80 degrees by one year. It was affecting her lungs and breathing because her spine is stiff and rigid. Um, And it's not only curved, but she has something called kyphosis, which is where it um, is actually twisted also. We tried casting her, and the doctor said it really just has a mind of its own, and surgery was the only option to really save her and give her quality of life. And then came the diagnosis of muscular dystrophy. 
a progressive degenerative muscle disease in which there is no cure. Although today we still don't know what type of muscular disease she has. It may be years before we do. Um, we've been to the NIH, which is the top research hospital in D.C., um, that they asked us to come because <laughs> they're so curious about her, um, to just try and name her disease. And uh, they've said they just may name it after her. So she's unique for sure. Um the verse that God showed me at the beginning of all this is Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Lord was telling me to cling to him, not to what the doctors are saying, not to what I would search on the Internet. And this was the hardest thing to do because he did lead us to some really amazing doctors. God would lead us to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia that we call CHOP, And through a series of steps, only God could orchestrate. The sign at Children's reads, Hope Lives Here. I always say it is the most wonderful place you hope you never have to go. Um, Our local orthopedist would lead us to Mary Graham's pulmonologist, who would then lead us to Dr. Campbell at CHOP in Philly. The only type of rods she could have at such a young age were called Vepter rods, and Dr. Campbell had invented them. So off to Philly we went, the first of many trips there. When we met with the doctors there, they deal with many rare diseases and syndromes, and she fit in there. And we finally had a piece, and we finally had a plan to help her, a scary one, but it was a plan. And she would begin the journey of over 18 surgeries thus far in her little life with weak lungs and a muscular disease, um, fighting her way through that. One of the first surgeries she would have was when she was one, and she had those vector rods placed on either side of her spine from her shoulders down to her pelvis. She was just 14 pounds. This was by far one of the hardest. The surgery was extremely painful, and her lungs were not healthy. Um, That's the hard part. (laughs) I would watch her stop breathing in the middle of the night as she coded in the ICU. And they had to rush in and save her. And Lee was at the Ronald McDonald house, and I was, like, having to call him and be like, come. And he tried to get a cab, and it was, like, 3 in the morning, and he said he just ran from the from there all the way to the hospital. By the time he got there, everything was much better. (laughs) (sighs) So, but God was there. He carried us. He carried her through. And those rods have saved her life. Her lungs are able to grow. And although she does not have full lung capacity, it has improved so much, and her spine is stable. The rods have not come without complications, infections, and a lot of pain. She's been through a staph infection that required a wound back for seven days, antibiotics for months and months, contracted RSV, had a G2 place for nutrition and weight gain, and now the ER multiple times, all just within the first 18 months of getting those rods. But after the first year, first three years, we began to get used to the new normal of of just multiple surgeries because she would have a surgery every few months to expand the rods in her back as she grew. 
Right before Mary Graham's first Roz surgery, I was so afraid in Philadelphia with only Lee, um, no family or friends around. And I read this verse in Numbers, which was so random because I never read Numbers. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) They They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. And this was Moses telling God he just couldn't carry the burden of all the Israelites on his own anymore. So God took the spirit of the burden off of Moses, and he put it on those around him. He didn't take away the burden completely, but he brought people to help carry the burden. Our God is so full of compassion and mercy that when Moses cried out to him, he helped him, and he helped him through his people. And this is a beautiful picture of what I've experienced through those who have truly walked beside us and carried this burden. We've had a lot of amazing support, and I am so grateful for that. And a lot of y'all are in this room, so I'm not even going to look at you right now. Um, She was physically delayed from birth. She didn't sit up till age one, never rolled over or crawled. She began a lot of physical therapy. And the therapists were amazing. They became some of my good friends. It can be a very lonely place to walk through something that not many people understand. But she grew stronger and stronger and worked hard. And just a couple months before she turned three, she let go of her tiny walker and she walked. Despite the diagnosis the neuromuscular diagnosis and what the doctors have projected for her. And she continued to get stronger. It was like watching a miracle right before our eyes. She had a major setback with another hip surgery at age four. And we chose to do it in Birmingham for several reasons, one being our other children. I had told Lucy one night, because we had just gotten back from Philadelphia, and where they had told us she needed this hip surgery, And she just started crying and said, please don't go back to Philadelphia right now. So God led us to another orthopedist here in Birmingham who prayed with us before the five-hour surgery where he reshaped the hip socket, cut the femur in half, and put in plates and screws. She was in a body cast for five weeks, which was super fun. And after five weeks, it came off, and she was in extreme pain. Pain like we had never experienced with her. She was extremely weakened. She lost her ability to walk and even sit up. And once again, we were back in those dark days, and we had to just carry her everywhere. Everything was painful, getting dressed, going to the bathroom, um, just, you know, living life. I struggled and squinted to see God's hand. Many of my prayers went something like, help me, Jesus. Lamenting consumed my prayers. But that, I know, is what God wants us to do, is to recognize that, once again, I can't do this on my own. And a little over a year after that hip surgery and tons of hard, painful PT, she learned to walk again and even run. Jesus knows. He truly understands, and these are the truths I cling to. I believe in these truths even when I don't feel like it. My feelings and emotions are all over the place, but the truth is God has not abandoned us even when we feel alone. Today, Mary Graham is broken physically. She carries tons of scars. Her back looks like a war zone, but she radiates joy and beauty. 
just looking at her reminds me of our, all of our brokenness in the world we live in, this broken world. But Christ is the one that makes us alive and that gives us that joy no matter what. About a year and a half ago, Mary Graham was able to have a cutting-edge surgery. These rods were not even invented when she was born. And um, to have her old ones replaced with magnetic rods, and they're called magic rods, which they are like magic. Um, So now instead of surgical expansions, we're able to go into the doctor's clinic, and they put a magnet on her back, and the magnets grow. So... This has been such a season of rest for us the last 18 months with no incisions, anesthesia, healing, hospital stays, anything. But um, she'll have her 19th surgery in April because the rods have become detached. And um, this is just sort of the unexpected um, place where we live with her. And hardware inside a body is unpredictable so um we're not really looking forward to that but it's just part of it um we started a new phase with mary graham she's growing up she's in first grade she turned seven on sunday she has a lot of questions she's much more self-conscious about her body and her disability and my prayer is that god will just give lee and me the right words to help her understand and know how much god loves her and that she is fearfully and wonderfully made if you see her now and you know her story you know she's a work of the lord and we have praised god for her progress her temperament is amazing God gave her the toughest, bravest, most joyful disposition to handle all of this. She is braver than me all the time. (laughs) I've seen her make tons of new friends. She's very well loved at school. Her teacher laughs that everybody knows her. She gets a lot of attention wherever she goes. She has a hot pink wheelchair to help her get around. She walks a good bit of the day, but this helps her keep her endurance up through the day. And it keeps her safe and keeps so she can keep up with her classmates in a large environment. She's told me that she doesn't like it when kids stare at her in her wheelchair. She's always had so much confidence, but I know when she's wanting to just run with her classmates and refuse her chair, she just wants to be like everybody else. And she really can do so, so much, and so much more than we ever thought she'd be able to at this point. Um, Lately, we've entered a phase of her not wanting to do PE. And it's funny, since Robin asked me to talk till now, like all these things have happened that I thought, okay, God, I'll share. Um, She asked me to homeschool her last week. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, (laughs) She, you know, she says she's worried the kids will laugh at her, and and they have. I mean, she says some have, and um, they ask her why she walks crooked and why she's so small and why her head tilts to the side, and she's just so aware of herself and what others are doing um, and are thinking of her. And kids are just curious, and we want to try and teach her to answer their questions, and you know, she just wants to blend in, and I get that. She's determined to just do and be like her peers, and that determination will carry her far. We prayed about PE one morning last week, and um, 
I was just telling her Jesus loves her and made her the way he wanted and that she could do it and be brave. And um, she came home that afternoon and said PE was good and that God had answered her prayer and her number was called and still the bacon. (laughs) 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 Which I hated still the bacon. I still like that game. And her... um, Her friend Savvy let her win, which was sweet. (laughs) And it was like God was just saying to me, you cannot be her rescuer. I have got her all the time. (sighs) All right, so last week we saw The Greatest Showman. If you have not seen it, you need to go see it which our whole family loved, and she's been listening to that song, This Is Me. And we were talking about the words. It's going to be hard for me to get through. And they say, I am brave. I am bruised. This is who I'm meant to be. This is me. And she's just asking questions about that song. And I told her that all those people in the circus were born differently, and God made them that way, and he had purpose for them. And then she said... Is that why the bearded lady hid behind the curtain and went and let the man see her? And I said, yes. And I said, she had to be brave and go out and just be who she was meant to be. And it was like she understood. So it was just an awesome moment for God to use, you know, that movie. (laughs) Um, For these last seven years... We've carried the burden of her disease and all her surgeries ourselves. And for the first time, I'm watching her begin to carry it herself. She's growing up and becoming so aware of everything and everyone around her. It's hard to watch, but another part of me is seeing God shape her and let me step back and see him guiding her journey. Because really, this is her story. And I've been able to witness and document all that God's doing in her life. I've stopped blogging about her now just so she can live out her story. But we will always walk beside her, helping her and advocating her. But some of the hard things and the pain she's going to have to carry herself. And my prayer is that she will only turn to God. This is what I want for all my kids. When they experience pain or embarrassment or disappointments in their life, they will just turn to Jesus. Especially in a world where appearance and performance is so magnified. It's such a challenge for me to have to loosen my grip and hand them over to him who loves them more than me. Um, And as Isaiah 43 says, For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare praise. I've been brought to a place where I can say I'm simply astounded that Mary Graham has been given to me, to us. That God would choose us to raise her, to love her, to care for her and all her challenges. I don't grieve so much anymore. Um, I celebrate who God made her to be, and I get a front row seat just to see the beauty that he's doing in the most unexpected places. So the story's still being written. She'll continue to have surgeries for many, many years, has 60% lung capacity, has had some hard falls at school because of her core strength. But she does not let this hold her back. 
In between all these hard and sad times, she's a typical little girl fighting with her sister, telling me about her seven boyfriends at school, (laughs) playing with friends, and doing all the things that go into being a little girl. She's not defined by her disability, and neither are we, and we're really trying to teach her not to focus so much on herself. Honestly, this is just our normal now, and there are days go by that we're just dealing with typical stuff and raising kids. Um, I remember Lofton in second grade wrote in his school journal, Today we had donuts, and Mary Graham got off oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) And that was just normal for him. (laughs) I have no idea what next week or month or year hold, but I hear the muffled voices of the doctors the prognosis and all they have to say but God's gentle whisper is so much louder he says call to me and I will show you great and unsearchable things you do not know what it comes down to is do I trust and believe in the one who died for me who created and loves Mary Graham and my other kids more than I do he does and in that I will rest today that's it Now we have time for a few questions. Mm-hmm. Questions? Does anybody have any? Does anybody talk? <laughs> you can ask me anything. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> okay, I said a number. There was a scripture number about um, God brings people to help um, medicine. What do you know? What chapter and verse? It was um, Numbers eleven seventeen, I think. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Do you have advice for our children? Um, our kids called Movie Wonder. Yeah. How for us to um, parent our children? You know, we, we want them mm-hmm. to all have compassion, and we and they may have that compassion when they're in front of our eyes, but when they're not in front of our eyes, you know, how do we? Do you have any advice for us of how to parent them? advice I don't know I mean I feel like I need to like teach my own children those things Um, yeah I mean I just think openly talking with your kids having conversations ongoing conversations always about kids with special needs or disabilities or you know because they're going to ask you know I mean even Mary Graham will be like a kid has special needs and stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, or they talk weird. You know, they just say things. Um, you know, and I just think teaching them, like, those truths that God made us all for a purpose, all of us. I mean, whether it's, like, we have a physical disability outwardly or inward, you know, and there's all kinds of, we're all created so differently. So it's like for Mary Graham, I don't even really see her so much differently than the rest of us, you know. Um, I just think, yeah, just being honest and open with your kids and not, like, shaming them to to not ask questions. Um, so. Dreams is different for different children. Yeah. Like when Mary Graham meets new kids, like, does she prefer... Like, is it more comfortable for them to, like, almost not be acknowledging her? She feels like they're not staring, or is it more like she would rather them 
like ask questions yeah like what I know she's funny um like when we got to east because she had been at covenant for so many years where everyone knew her from a as a baby so they'd seen her with a walker and they had you know it was just sort of she had a tiny zipzack wheelchair when she was like two and so it was just all the kids she grew up with. So when we got to East, it was like our world got much bigger and her world got much bigger and she got the wheelchair. And um, so um, I don't know. I mean, she, I, if someone asks questions and I'm with her, I just say, do you want to answer? You know, um, I mean, she had the sweetest aide last year who, people would be like, I mean, kids would be like, what is that? I mean, the wheelchair, you know, <laughs> this one kid in the hall one time I was with her and he was like, what is that machine? I really want, and they want to try it out because it's like, Bring! I mean, you can go, but now that she's in first, like, it's like, they're all like, they know she is, they know. So it's not, but for a while, I mean, she would just be like, you know, like covering her, but it was like, she just wanted to like disappear and like not want anybody to talk. I mean, like, so even last year when she had a big surgery in kindergarten, I just, like, I told her teacher and I was like, just don't tell any of the kids. Like, we're just going to go. And when we come back, you can just say she's been out, you know, because it was just, it's a lot, it's just overwhelming for her, I think. And I don't know. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer to, you know, like, I want her to feel open about talking about, you know. Her aide used to, when people, when kids would ask, she would be, she would just answer for Mary Graham and be like, she just has surgeries, you know, and shut the kid up or whatever. But, you know, I don't know. Is that helpful at all? (laughs) She's really doing so well right now, though. I mean, I told y'all the the hardest and like I read through it several times um, and, you know, sad parts about who she is but um there's so much joy and things to celebrate with her um so that's just sort of like a snapshot of of life a snapshot of life isn't it amazing what we learn and discover when we hear or get a glimpse of someone's life beyond what we see when we pass them in the carpool line or we see them at the grocery store I always see a smile and a joy on Jennifer's face and her daughter Mary Graham's face but to also hear what they go through on a daily basis and the struggles they have faced makes it even more impressive to see them with a joy and it's not a fake smile a front that they're putting on it is just a look of peace that comes from trusting God with the really difficult moments and the joyous ones as well and like Jennifer said there really is so much to celebrate we hope that you'll go to our website storytellerslive.org and go to our show notes you'll see a link to a free download of a scripture card that is custom designed by our talented team member, Dawn. Every week at our local gathering, our storyteller passes out a card designed by Dawn that has a scripture or a 
quote or special truth that she wants to emphasize and leave with our listeners. And so we want you to have access to that as well. It's a gift for you. And so be sure to visit our show notes on our website, storytellerslive.org, and you can download that link. Uh, We are so grateful for you for tuning in to listen. And if you've enjoyed the stories, would you consider leaving us a review or a rating on iTunes? It just helps, uh, helps spread the word for the podcast and lets more people discover it and listen to it. And we have just been so thankful for the way that God has used these stories to connect women who have shared and similar experiences and for them to find support and encouragement from each other. We're grateful for you and we hope that you'll tune in again soon.